Good morning. This is the second uh, and two of three short messages that we're doing for Easter. You know, in the first we covered a, a case, just a short, brief case for the plausibility of the resurrection of Jesus. In the second, I'm going to spend time on what it means for you personally. And so in the Bible, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, who is the greatest apologist and church planner who ever lived, says very plainly, without resurrection, Christians are to be pitied because we're wasting our time. And the reason that he gives is that if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then we are still in our sins. There is no hope from the horror of death and there is no future to look forward to. It's a pretty grim picture. Romans 8 uh, says it this way. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's laws and indeed it cannot And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is what the Bible says is true of all of us apart from Christ, that we are spiritually dead, that we are hostile to God. And so let me be very direct and frank with you for just a moment. If you're listening today and you're interested in Jesus, but you're not sure about him, uh, you're not clinging to him in faith by the work he's accomplished on your behalf. The Bible says this is you, that you are hostile to God because you are still in your sins. And what that means in the most simplest of terms is that every single one of us is going to stand before God and all will be known. Everything will be exposed. Every thought, every action, the entirety of your life will be laid out for uh, all to see. And the only way that you can be in God's presence to have this perfect communion with him that you were created for is for you to be perfect. But none of us will be able to stand before God blameless, not on our own. In and of ourselves, we are hopeless. And the Bible says we shall not see life because the wrath of God remains on us. Now, God's wrath in the scripture is his holy Righteous anger against all that is sin. And what it tells us is that in our sinfulness, it rests on us because God must judge sin or he is not perfectly just. But what we celebrate at Easter is that in Jesus, he has judged sin, letting Jesus take your place, upholding God's perfect justice and his perfect love in perfect balance. And this is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are hopelessly lost on your own. Yet Jesus comes and does for you uh, what you could never do for yourself. And the resurrection is proof. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus. Jesus has defeated death and he gives it to you as a gift. If you believe, if you put your faith in him. And so if that is you today, Here's what I'm saying, because this is the very word of God. Repent and turn from your sin. Put your faith and trust in Jesus and what he has done for you. It is your only hope in life and death. What about if you put your faith in Christ? What does what Jesus has done in the resurrection mean for you? If you do put your faith in Jesus, you confess, I am a sinner. I cannot do this on my own. I do need a savior. 
there are three things that I want you to consider here about what the resurrection personally means for you. First, in Jesus, your sins, your shortfalls, your mistakes in your life, all of it, your rebellion against God is totally and completely forgiven in Jesus. I said just a moment ago that we're all going to stand before God and all things will be exposed. That is a terrifying reality. But in Jesus, God says all your sins are forgiven and removed. The prophet Isaiah says you are cleansed in him, white as snow, that your sins are as far from the east are from the west. In God's sight, you have Christ's perfect righteousness given to you by faith. He became sin on our behalf. And now he gives you his purchase, perfect righteousness by grace through faith. And you are united with Jesus in his perfect life. The moment you put on Christ in faith, you trust and you are forgiven and you are in the fullness of the love of the relationship that you were created for. In Christ, you are loved immediately, fully, completely and perfectly. And God loves you as much as he will ever love you. Because his love has no wane or, or growing. It's perfect in every way. And this is wonderful news. I think we could stop and focus for the rest of our lives just on this truth. And we would not even begin to fathom the fullness of the beauty of God's love for us in Jesus. But the second thing I want you to consider that in Christ you become a new creation. And God begins to transform you from one degree of glory to another into the fullness of what you were created to be. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but now he has made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and you are raised up with him and you are seated with him in the heavenly places. And in Jesus, you are a new creation at faith. God gives you his very presence and person in the Holy Spirit, what Peter calls an imperishable seed. And that seed will grow into the fullness of what God has created you to be. And although we are new, we still live in this world. And this world, as it says in Romans 8, is groaning under the weight of sin that is subjected to futility, that it's under a bondage or a corruption. And we are still part of this sinful world. Uh, in our broken, groaning bodies, our sinful ways are still present in us and still fighting against this new creation that we now have. Being a Christian doesn't suddenly make you perfect, as evidenced by every single Christian who's ever lived. So although we are now made spiritually alive, we still have a lot of baggage and things to deal with and to let go of, to follow Christ completely. But the good news of what Jesus has done is that we now have the means to do so. And it's not because of anything in us, but it's because of the spirit at work within us, regenerating, remaking us, bringing us to life. And yet the both are there, the shell of our old sinful life and the remnants of that. But yet God's spirit is in us breaking through pointing us more fully to Jesus and bringing us in an ever closer walk to the creator God of the universe. God is faithful to finish what he started. And as he continues to love us and to correct us and to teach us and to guide us, this is a wonderful new life as God gives you a new way of seeing everything. 
You stand by grace and you get to now live by grace. And Jesus, you've been given what you don't deserve, but infinitely better. And so Christ in you begins to shape and mold you to do the same. And so first, I want you to see that you're completely forgiven and loved perfectly. Second, in Jesus, you are a new creation that God is working in and through you to become the fullness of what he has created you to be. But then lastly, we now have hope. In the Bible, the idea of hope uh, is not the way we often refer to it in our culture. When we say hope today, we say things like, uh, I hope that works out for you. And what we mean is we are not sure, but maybe it will. And, but the Bible, the idea of hope is a confident assurance in what is to come. This is a certainty because of Jesus, because of his finished work through his life, his death and his bodily resurrection of the glorious future that we have. The resurrection is proof that gives us the assurance that gives birth to our hope. That future is both now and this life as God continues to remake us, to shape us, to mold us, to teach us, to encourage us. To give us purpose and meaning and joy beyond anything that we can fathom. But also in the future, as we will all inevitably face death. In 1 Corinthians 15, one of my very favorite passages in all the Bible, Paul says that because of the resurrection and the hope that we now have, that death will not be able to count a victory. At the end of the chapter, he mocks death and he says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And he openly mocks death because he says in death, the imperishable seed that God has deposited in his spirit will give full bloom to the glory of everything that you were made to be. You will go from perishable to imperishable. You will go from mortal to immortal. And so the reason is this. The death of sting, the sting of death is sin. But thanks to God who has given us victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is the best with Jesus. The best is yet to come in this life and the next. God is redeeming the entirety of his good creation. And it all hinges on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so that makes the resurrection of Jesus the greatest news ever. And so happy Easter May God continue to draw you into a deeper relationship with him.